take our favorite artist and we're going to rank them all of their albums from worst to best and forget the rest. <laughs> As you may have noticed, this is not Evan Soddy. He couldn't be with us today, but this is Taryn O'Reilly, your usual co-host and uh, non-writer for Evan. Pop Matters. I don't know, non-writer for Pop Matters. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Today, we're going to do something a little different for the chartographers so far. Um, we are doing Fallout Boy, the mm. the pop punk pioneers kind of. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think they really set the template when Definitely they when they set, burst yeah. on the scene. They're yeah. certainly the longest still with success, I would say. Correct. Yeah. Th- okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. Survivors. So today we are ranking six albums, and yeah. now we say six, knowing that obviously there are always qualifiers. With the, with the discographies, they do have a demo album we could have included, right. Night Out with Your Girlfriend, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's just not the same. No. And even they don't consider it their debut. Yeah. So, so it was a remix thing, we won't count that. Right. Oh yeah, this oh, latest yeah. album also Ugh. had a full album of remixes. Which, did anyone ask for that? Nope. Mm. No. No. Nope. We are fans and we, we definitely didn't ask for that. <laughs> Pass. <sighs> Alright, so, the albums that we have from the beginning. Their pop punk debut, 2003's Take This to Your Grave. Mm-hmm. Their breakthrough sophomore effort from Under the Quirk Tree, 2005. Their more like pop explosive, we're going to start experimenting, we're going to have guest artists flirting with fame, Infinity on High from 2007. Their fame-obsessed mess, Folia Du from 2008. <laughs> Their, oh hey, we're still a band, just kidding! <laughs> Save Rock and Roll from 2013, and hey, this is an album, maybe, listen to it, cool, thanks. 2015. anthems for stadiums now. American Beauty, American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, they're like, oh yeah, we're kind of out of original ideas, but all right, fine. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But here, ESPN, buy this and play it as often as you like. Right, yeah. yes, very useful for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we are. Those are the, the six albums for Fall Out Boy. I am ridiculously mm. excited to figure out what you, Taryn, how you rank these, because I think Brie and I probably are really close. With me today, a very... <laughs> <laughs> With me today are two very special guests, two people close to my heart and avid fans of Fall Out Boy. Very true. First of all, my sister Brie Vale O'Reilly. Thank you for being here, Brie. Hello. You may know her from her... DJ gig with Chirp Radio. Yes, Thursday's Thursday 10 evenings, to midnight. 10 to midnight. <laughs> Breathe the Barefoot DJ. Breathe the Barefoot DJ. Me. And also with us here today is Nico Pashka. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. I'm wearing black eyeliner just for the occasion. Just for the occasion. Just for, just the for occasion. this episode. I don't wear it any other time in my life. <laughs> except, <laughs> except right now. That's a huge lie. It is a huge lie. <laughs> All right. Who's my wife? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does it matter? I don't know. Guess not. Sure. I mean, that could have made for a really interesting guessing game by the end. (laughs) (laughs) If we just told people to guess what the secret was. (laughs) Who are these people? So, I always make a, we always make a guess do this. And I think it has to be Brie this time. Okay. 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 Brie, what's the worst Fall Out Boy album? Well, there's, I mean, there's no competition. I think we can all agree it is their 2015 disaster, American Beauty, American Psycho. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's just like yeah. the samples and the... Uh, there's right. a couple... I mean, Century oh, is the first time hang I heard on, it. Hang on, hang on. If we're going to call it the worst album, I think we have to just give it a little space to be awful. So, like, what is, like, the worst thing about it? Uh, well, the lead single no, just makes you want to... Honestly, I agree. ...claw your eyeballs it, out. It really makes me, like, at, like angry. I mean, yeah. they were clearly, like, out of original ideas at this point in their career. Yeah. Which is just really sad for me because, you know, they, they've 
had so many incredible artistic moments and I, I don't no one wanted a song that sampled Tom Steiner. Nobody like needed nobody it. needed that, and and nor did it add anything to the song that they wrote around it. It really didn't, and and it almost seemed like, hey, remember how people started playing "Light 'Em Up" at you know sports like games? Events. Let's like, see if we can duplicate that. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like, oh, well, that was so successful. Right. Let's let's use more samples and right. let's, let's do that make it like again. A, a booming anthem mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it just it's really terrible. doesn't it's really awful i just yeah. think it's like a bad barbecue like there's a couple of interesting things on the table right so there are some like catchy hooks and there are some like there are a reason they're anthem songs right like mm-hmm. big arena songs so like there's some cool stuff on the table but like the like coleslaw is like sour like there are some just like nasty like awful pieces of this album you know yeah. like it's just to be fair, Uma Thurman has grown on me a bit. Yeah. No, Uma Thurman is like the one thing it's, that it, saves this album for me. And it feels me. Fall Out Boy. I mean, Slept in Last Night Clothes and Tomorrow's Dreams. Yeah. Like, that's, that's vintage Pete Wentz right sure. there. Sure. Well, and yeah. um, on 4th of July, there's that Sunlux intro, uh, intro to the song. That yeah. That like builds and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And yeah. it does kind of blend well with what there is. But again, it's like there's yeah. a couple of stars and the rest of it's just, yeah. like, passed. Yeah. But even on that, for well, the first, like, 30 seconds of the track, I'm like, this listening is to Sunlux? Or am I listening just, to Fall I mean, it's, they, they sample Lost Into <laughs> Trying by Sunlux, and it really the, the first, yeah, like, 30 seconds are just that it's, song. Right, mm-hmm. it's just And the then post. they sing a, like, decent pop song over yeah. it. But yeah. The, but it's interpolated throughout the entire... Yeah. I, like, I almost feel like they just took that track and didn't even really edit it and just tried to write a pop song over it. And it really... Again, it's like you, you, while I love that Sunlux track, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of love wish, that track. I, I wish if they were, I wish if they were going to do that, I don't know, they, I wish they would have tried harder. Yeah. That's the thing about this for me is that it, it doesn't feel like they were trying very hard no, to, yeah. to write these songs. It's no. Ikea furniture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gets the job done. That's it. It's definitely, and it sounds like it's from prepackaged parts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, I feel like you can hear the work of producers mm-hmm. here a lot more. A lot it doesn't more. necessarily sound, which is so interesting because after their hiatus for Save Rock and Roll and American Beauty, American Psycho, the uh, drummer and the bassist, help me, Joe and uh, Andy. 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 Yeah, there, there we go. go. Thanks. Um, he has tiny square tattoos. Like 1,200 of them. Anyway. Cool. Okay. Yep. <laughs> random facts. I'm um, going to give you but lots they, of random facts. They were facts. both like, well, we don't really want to come back to this band if we're not going to have creative input. Like, yeah. And so now they do, and all these albums are all like attributed to. Sure. Or like no, given yes. songwriting credits mm-hmm. to all four of them. And it's so funny because it doesn't sound like the collaboration of four people. It sounds like... Patrick Stump had like the the bones of a song, and then a producer came in, and, right. which is you know also he produces, but it's just right. I yeah. don't know it it doesn't feel authentic, and it doesn't yeah I do I do love the way that they use the samples on Uma Thurman though just to, yeah to no Uma Thurman's a that. good song, and I went back and I listened to this whole album for the uh, actually I listened to the whole thing for the first time in preparation for this because I had just I heard the couple singles I was like I don't even need this in my life Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say that Jack Pack Blues is also it's got some Fall Out Boy heart to it it's not their best song by any means but at least it sounds like the Fall Out Boy we know and love as opposed to some of their other sure sure I also, um, what was the other one? Oh, oh, and American, the title track, they do it terribly, but at least they were trying something, right? It's like a, yeah, it's like a genre track, something. you know? Yeah. But that's why, again, I don't think there's any, like, horribly, like, huge, like, offensive thing, but you just listen to it, and it's just, like, not right. Like, Mm-mm. it just doesn't feel right. You don't hate it, but you don't love it, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, it's just uncomfortable. I feel like Patrick also gets especially screamy mm. on this record like on centuries specifically oh, the hook yeah. there oh. well, and also <laughs> on um immortals yeah which is like a decent song it's kind of fun when it shows up when you're watching big hero six but it's not like <laughs> as you do but it does it the only reason it feels like fallout boy is because he's singing it for me yeah like, it could be any could be number anybody. of of bands yeah so, all right. I think we've shat on this enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement. The locking it in, yep, number six, Follow Boy, American Beauty, American Psycho. 
All right. And it's done. And that's that. All right. So, Bree, you did number six. Yeah. So I think Nico gets five. What would you nominate for number five? I just, I know that this is going to cause chaos now based on what we've said already, but uh, for me, (laughs) it's infinity. It's infinity on high. See, mm. I I know. No. You. I knew, no, no. I knew no. you and I were going to no. disagree. No. That's totally there is fine. No Perhaps, way. No, 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 no. high. I'm sorry. You go ahead. You no, finish. no, no. Finish your thought. I'm, I, I do believe, though. I knew that I was going to be, and you guys were not going to agree with me, but I do think perhaps the two of you will agree. So what did you think the fifth one was? The fifth one? Yeah, five. Um, I put take this to your grave at five. Yeah, I probably would, too. Um, I mean, it's the reason it's above American Beauty for me is because it's it's still a cohesive artistic statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as far as like on a song by song basis, listenability, it doesn't do a ton for me. I like it a lot, you know, sort of as just like a period piece. Well, right. But, but it's also he does like a couple rhythmic things they do on there and like the really sharp tempo changes. I, I mean, it is, it's definitely punk. Right. We'll, I'll say that about it. It is absolutely punk, but it is not, I don't know, you, you see the, the wisps of, like, their pop tendencies that'll show up later and bring them so much success, mm-hmm. especially on, like, Grand Theft Autumn or, um, I actually, I really love from this record, um, Homesick at Space Camp. Yes. No, it's amazing. I love okay, so, that song. So I, I will say that I would have put Take This to Your Grave like significantly higher. It's my second choice. So it's like way... I, my I feel like my choices are going to be kind of inverted from yours. So, but yeah, my Take This to Your Grave is significantly higher because it's like I'm, you know, 19, 20 years old. It's the summer. Like I'm driving in my car, you know, outside of well, Chicago, like listening to like... Kids that are my age making like great like basement punk esque music with yeah. this like so like take this to your grave is like how it all began for me yeah. so like so that's why it's so much higher for me. Did you hear it when it came out or did you go back and listen to it after? No, like did I, you know who they were in two thousand three? People had them on mixed discs and I okay. heard them and knew them and was a part of this whole like um, like Jimmy World like whole that period yeah. right like going sure. to like. The ballroom. What the fuck is that ballroom? Yeah. No, 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 no. Up in Milwaukee. The Riff. Yes. <laughs> For like twenty dollars shows. The t-shirts were more expensive. But like that's like that's what that evokes. So that's why that's so much higher up in that list than than not. Yeah, and I mean I will say that I thought about this order a lot, and really there's American Beauty, and then there's like the rest. What does of he it? say in Moneyball? There's like. <laughs> 50 feet of shit, and then there's us, us, right? Right. Like, there's, the the other five can kind of be rearranged, like, kind of depending on what your, what your criteria are. choice, yes, yes. But regardless, they're all just miles ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait, and I will say, um, I promised Taryn that I wouldn't do, like, copious amounts of, like, preparation for this at all. Um, But what I did do is I laid out all the albums on a piece of paper and all the tracks, and then I listened to every track, and I rated it with little plus signs. And so if it was an okay song, it got one, better two, and then the best yeah. songs got three. That's kind of what I did, too. So then I added all, so all up. So mathematically. Right, and added them all up, and mathematically speaking, this that's how I ranked mine. Oh, wow. Like, cohesive, great tracks, full hmm. albums. See, and that's an interesting way of doing it, because for me, it's definitely more like, like, I... Obviously, I have very strong feelings about various tracks on an album, but it's just when I think of that album as a whole, how does it make me feel? Right. Yeah, that's what that's and what that's, I did also. Yeah. Or like when I listen to it, do I skip a lot of tracks? Like my favorite songs might not be on my number one album because as a whole, I think it's a better album. It's right. got a bunch of like, you know, A minuses, even if it doesn't have an A plus kind of a sure, thing. Sure. And so that overall makes it a better album. Um, that's how I came up with my rankings but i definitely see i I, in other parts of my life would totally do it your way i'm surprised uh, that you're the one well right and i it's this whole activity activity, i have to say is really difficult for me because i music is so personal to me and, Mm -hmm. and you really can't tell somebody that something is good or something is bad like it's just what you like 
So I think it's really hard to be like, oh, well, you know, what I like is this. But yeah, I take this to your grave. It's like definitely my, my, my second. I mean, and having a personal favorite. connection to things, that's definitely come up in previous episodes where it's been like, oh, well, you know, you start talking about how much you love an album. Then when you hear what other people think about it, you're, you realize, oh, I have like a really personal memory yeah, attached to Yeah, it's not actually this. that great an album. It just means it's a lot just, to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But there are a lot, yeah, there are a lot of tracks on Take This to Your Grave that are fantastic. I like mean, what? Well, like, Chicago, Chicago is so two years ago is I that do. song, right? I really love that's that the one. song when you're driving down, like, Lakeshore and the windows are down and you're, like, screaming. I mean, this, that's literally what the song's about, right? right? And you're, like, you're, like, looking at your best friend and you're, like, having a great time. And you're about, you're, like, alive. Like, that's, that's fucking that song. Like, it's just amazing. And, and the best thing about Fall Out Boy songs is, like, the lyrics are just, like, candy in your mouth. Like, all of the like weird syncopation and just like fun words and like lines from movies and it's just mm-hmm. it's so much fun so yeah you're like flying down Lakeshore like singing along it's amazing it's unbelievable I like Tell That Mick too yeah oh yeah it's yeah a great way to start Tell That Mick album. is pretty fun um yeah but on the other hand like Dead on Arrival is just kind of it's pretty generic it's but pretty I will generic. admit that I sing along with it pretty loud Right. Whereas some of the ones towards the end, like, I couldn't even tell you what the Patriot Saint of Liars sounds like. No, that's the one is, can you tell me, um, you're sorry with a straight face. I was, like, running around the apartment and singing. Like, it just has this great chorus. Like, it, it begs you to sing along with it. Okay. It's re- yeah. Also, like, Grenade Jumper. Meh. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know, and then, um, even, even pros and cons of breathing, I, I don't, it just, for me... Take this to your grave really runs together a lot. Yeah, it and doesn't. It's, yes, but it's, that's why because it's a little it's a little bit of a punk album. The songs right. are all like two and a half minutes long. They all like ga 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 ga, and then it's the like you know chorus versus chorus versus, and then ga 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 next song, and then it's a little bit slower, and it's just it is it feels like uh you know somebody made this in their garage. Yeah. These were all their demos. This is the best they do, and they get nervous when they play. Yeah. Well, and I think, <laughs> you know, a which, common which, thing... Wait, wait, wait. We should say, we had this conversation. Fall Out Boy is hard live. Oh, they're... Mm, yeah. They are not good live. Yeah. Not I good mean, live. It's, and I mean, we're fans. Like, I'm yeah. a huge fan. They I, just... They all well, get so excited. This, this like... The, some of the songs are still, like, great. Like, musically. They right, can right. They can pull the performance off. But they just, I well, we saw them on the Momentour. Have you guys seen them more than that? Oh, yeah. We saw them at Riot Fest. And I actually saw them one time just after college. I went to, we drove from Ithaca to Syracuse, me and my friend Andy. <laughs> and it was like, I couldn't hear them. It was right around, I think, who opened? Did Panic open or they just played a was Panic that when they, video? Was it Paramore? No, it wasn't Paramore. Although we did see that too. We saw that one too. Um, But no, they, uh... There was a lot of screaming girls, is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and hot topic. Yeah, it was probably oh, these were. Th- those are the only people I knew in high school. <laughs> yeah, it was between. I think it was before Infinity, or maybe right. No, it would have been before Infinity because I didn't live in Ithaca anymore in 2007. Um, but we heard some of those songs for the first time. Mm-hmm. But they just felt like they're all so excited to be up there and doing their thing, the four of them. But it's four dudes on stage. They don't feel like a band. Like a cohesive band, I don't think when they play, huh? The, and that I think is why they're a little rough live, because you know Pete's like the front man, but he can't sing for shit. So he does all the talking in between, and then Patrick takes over and sings. And the bassist, the bassist is Joe, the drummer's Andy, it's just, right? Yeah, it's Joe just like spins in circles while he plays. Oh, yeah, I remember you know, like, that. But and like sometimes you know, I forget that he is the guitarist because the guitar. Like on the album, sound fantastic. Like you're like, wow. Oh right, sorry. Because like, the they're guitarist. like, because they're like, it's really like rock oriented. Like there's a lot of punk yeah. in there. And then when you see him, like playing, it doesn't look like that thing spinning around with like a huge like fro <sighs> is playing these like intricate yeah. little things. It's like all of them need more Ritalin before they go on stage. Oh. <laughs> 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 she said it. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I, I, listen, I love their albums. Live is a little rough. How yep. did we get there? <laughs> because Take This to Your... Never mind. Oh, right. Because Take This to Your Grave is a little... It's a little rough. rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a band figuring themselves out. Totally. Yeah. And, oh, what I was going to say is a theme throughout all of their albums is the scene, right? I mean, it's like in the name of quite a few of their tracks. Even. Yeah. And so 
Take Us to the Grave, that's the scene that they were in right now. It was right. the punk scene. And so they made a punk album. Yeah. And maybe yeah, it wasn't quite the best. that image. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, right. Because well, sure. Pete was in, like, six bands before he was right. in this one. And a lot of them he were, like... He has a lot of feelings, they were, like, death metal. He has a lot of feelings. <laughs> okay. He writes the words Also, why soul. I don't like this album as much, it has the most screaming. I'll just go A lot of screaming. It. it has a lot, a lot of screaming. Of screaming. Saturday could be my favorite song on there, except the first two thirds of it. It's like or the yeah, first half of it or whatever. It's yeah. right. <laughs> I think it's the whole second half. Yeah. Like Patrick singing, Pete is screaming. Yeah, and it's just, it's just like that's, Don't need it's that. just a lot. Yeah. It's you know, I even at this point would say that I in, thoroughly enjoy heavy metal, but the screaming, I just that's I have to draw the line. Yeah. Like yeah. So okay, so maybe so. Maybe we don't put this here. Okay. Because okay. we're clearly on like polar opposites of this. If if you <laughs> Brie, yeah. if you weren't putting Take This to Your Grave here, well what would you put here? <laughs> I would probably put Save Rock and Roll here because that was my next one. But the thing and this is what I struggle with is because Save Rock and Roll has some really great songs, mm-hmm. but it has some terrible songs as well. What is the Courtney Love nonsense? It's gotta go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Courtney Love. I love Courtney Love. It's just like, terrible. And she's like rapping or right. something. It's she's, just, I mean, she's like yeah. delivering she's a slam poem. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just. She's um, menstruating. She's definitely <laughs> menstruating. And, and I could do without the Mighty Fall. And. Yeah. And oh, Death Valley. The, I don't know. For me, the Mighty Fall would be so good if Big Sean wasn't there. Yeah, well, that's fair. I think that's the thing that dropped it for it me. It really, like, I is. I mean, I don't always love Big Sean, but it's just, not only is it a bad, it's a straight up bad rap verse, but mm-hmm. that song didn't need a fucking rap right. verse. Yeah. Like, it and didn't. I, and, I think that this Save Rock and Roll is sort of a preview of what they're going to do on American Beauty. Yeah. Like, there's this is sort of, oh, we're going to bring in all these guests and, like, you know. Right. That's what well, you do. This was not the days. first time they had brought in guests. Well, no, but I feel any... like they're bigger name guests or different genre guests more so. Besides Jay Z. I mean. Well, or like Lil Wayne. Okay, fair. Probably do, and all right. Debbie Harry at the okay, end. Okay, you're right. I'm, in, I'm incorrect. I'm yes, incorrect. Yes. So the other thing that saves this album, we'll probably move it a little, just probably one or two slots higher for me, is the videos that go along mm-hmm. with them are so great. Like, I just, I really think they're great. And I think it's a fun, like, storytelling piece so that I think excuses some of these, like, faux pas. Right. Yeah. And that's why, for me, I don't think it's the worst of their better albums. Yeah. And so I have a hard time putting it fifth, but I... It has so many flaws. Like, right. At any time I like of day, parts of all the any, other, my other three better. At any time of day, in any type of mood, like, seriously, put on My Songs No. Oh, oh, yeah. And you're, I like, mean, on a chair. You're, like, Or I, I fucking love Alone Together. It's great. Yeah. Alone, Alone Together is Alone really together. fun. So, yeah. no. My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark is quantifiably my favorite Fall Out Boy song. What? It is my favorite Fall Out Boy song, which I know is a big claim, but I just, and and then, and the rest of this album doesn't come anywhere close to that for me, but it just like, they just hit all of the right notes. Like it's, it's, it's their darkest side. And you know, I always love sampling and and like, and they use it really well there. And... I remember the day it came out. Yes, I was and just about no to say that. And no one knew that Fall Out Boy was even yeah. making music anymore. And it just yeah. felt and so fuck, good. And you fucking 2 chains walking up with like a flamethrower and you're like, what the fuck is happening? It was like, so good. That is, yeah. that is true. So that is true. Good. And let me tell you how pissed I was that I couldn't get into their secret show like the next day. It was, it was so <laughs> I was like, come on. It was so. But yeah. yeah, no, when it came out and that was the song that like came first, like it was... It was a great, it was a great comeback. Like there was, that was, yeah. that was an entrance, like yeah. that. Yeah, and that's, right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that I would rank it overall above the other three that I personally haven't talked about yet, but it yeah. is a great album and it's, and it's a package, right? Like right. you were talking about that you did it by a number of hit songs and I do it by package. I think that that, it's like a concept album, yes. right? I mean, yeah. all the way through, especially when you include the videos, but we, even without it, you can kind of see. I mean... I, yes, I definitely, I agree with you there to an extent, except my 
I had I do take issue with the song Miss Missing You on an album called Save Rock and Roll. Because <laughs> yeah. it legit sounds like like a boy band synth pop song. Yeah, fair. Like, fair. That song could be on a One Direction album. Yes, and I'm no, not over okay, I'm, I'm not over exaggerating. <laughs> um, pulling out his Evan again. What? Yeah. Evan likes to reference One Direction, no? Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just in the Beatles one that I listened to today. I, he did he did and I, you may have caught that I was just like, fucking stop it. <laughs> I feel like he mentioned them in another one, though, too. Yeah. But, like, well, maybe Radiohead? It's because he he likes to make jokes that are like, oh, they're this great band is just like this uh, terrible band. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. But, no, I was referencing them you, seriously because I listen to One Direction sometimes. And, <laughs> oh, I know. When I'm alone. And, um... <laughs> In my footy pajamas. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I what would you put five? Uh, if not, take this to your grave. I would take this to your grave at five. I think, because I, I agree, I I would also probably put Save Rock and Roll next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and there's no way that Save Rock and Roll is a worse album than Take This to Your Grave. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. What... All right, I'm no. willing to be convinced on some of the on some of the other ones, but there's just I just can't believe. So okay, so then I I do I think that my like what I put on top and what I just said the infinity on high comment, I think your infinity on highs are much higher. Well, what did you put for? Um, well, now I'm having a hard time remembering what. So I think I had American. We all agreed that American Beauty, American Psycho was six. Yes. Yeah. Five for me was Infinity on High, mm-hmm. and then it was Save Rock and Roll. Right. Okay. Right. So I, we we agree on that. Save Rock and Roll is like their fourth yes. best album. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I think Bree and I are outvoting you here, and we're no, gonna put Take sh- This to Your Grave for sure. Go ahead. At Absolutely. At number five. But I just want everyone to know We're gonna lock it who in. the true Fallout Boy. Well, sure, you're an OG Fallout Boy. Yeah, you fan. Right, you're sure. OG. That's... And, and that's I'm definitely not. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like discovered them in 2006. Probably like, in my in high car. <laughs> Although I will say, I don't, I don't think so. I, I no, you're right. I think I heard. I probably heard from Under the Cork Tree for the first time in your car. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't really listen to them myself much until Infinity on High was happening. And so I, I and I do. I think that hit for you at a probably a very like personal uh, time. Right. Yeah. Right. A formulative formulative time right yeah so, but i think yeah. i would have so that what works so so for <laughs> me then the it puts i guess <laughs> infinity on high is third from under the cork tree second whoa you're totally jumping ahead yep wait stop don't yeah don't don't <laughs> your list. stop I mean, stop stop it's stop, fine stop. she already did all right Process well that's okay i wasn't i was only half listening um i was gonna give you props real quick taryn because i found out about their uh hiatus from a facebook status that you posted so you are wait a really? enough yeah like in oh nine or whatever whenever it was yeah interesting yeah did I your don't... heart break well no what what you actually posted was like long live the car crash hearts uh-huh. and i was like yeah follow boy and then like i googled them or something and then i found out so it wasn't that you were telling me but i think you probably knew and that's I... why you posted yeah. it yeah no that sounds right yeah yeah right so so what do you do when we all disagree <sighs> I don't know. We, we fight it out. We fight like it we've out. just done. Yeah, we, right. we, we okay. talk about the we albums. We beat you and... up and, <laughs> and we put your favorite album fifth. Oh, rock on these bitches. <laughs> oh, my God, the power. Oh, uh, yeah. Drunk on power. So, okay, I actually... So, say Rock and Roll is four, right? Mm, no? Or are you changing your mind? Well, I, I am just going to say that um, actually I was misremembering misre- and... What I had it for was Folly I Do. See? All right. Which, it's hard. It's yeah. all inverted. Which is exactly all inverted. What I said. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I think on consensus, I, if we've, if we're done talking about Save Rock and Roll, I think we can go ahead and lock it in at number four. That feels about right. Yeah. It feels fair. Yeah. I think so. so. I think we're all about so there. So we're going to put Save Rock this and Roll fire. of 2003. This is friendly fire. Nobody's hurt. A little bit. A little bit. All right. So we've, just to quickly recap for our <laughs> listeners, at number six, American Beauty, American Psycho, 2015. 
At number five, 2003's Take This to Your Grave. At number four, 2013's Save Rock and Roll. What do we have left, Brie? I'm glad you asked. We have 2005's From Under the Cork Tree, 2007's Infinity on High, and 2008's Folly Adieu. Peak era Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah there's All nothing right. but really good stuff left. Yeah. And I can tell you that I know that Nico and I disagree quite a bit on these three, but that also I'm willing to be persuaded that any one of them could be number one and I wouldn't be heartbroken. Like, well, I have how I feel, but I can totally be persuaded. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, no, I have, all of these albums are fantastic enough to be in a six CD changer. Like, I, you know, it, it's all comes six down to- CD changer? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's 2005, it's 2005 forever. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think they're great, and I think these the remaining three are all are all really good. But again, going back to how I kind of thought of this activity conceptually, mm-hmm. it was just like how many of these are like really quality songs, like top to bottom. And Bree and I talk a lot about how sometimes with Fall Out Boy albums, they start really really strong and then they kind of fizzle out, or they they start really crappy and then by the end, like they're you know a much better song. Mm-hmm. For me, like. There is nothing wrong with the Folio Do album. Like every single track I know. Is, I know. It's amazing. Ooh. I, I have oh. zero problems. Whereas I feel like there are a couple of errors or not errors, but just not things that I didn't care for on from under the cork tree. And then Infinity on High has a lot of like things that just don't feel cohesive. That's so interesting to me because <laughs> Infinity on High for me feels like their biggest cohesive pop statement yeah it feels yeah, it you. feels very oh, much right. like in, i knew in a, i knew it <laughs> um whereas like especially listening to all six albums chronologically this mm-hmm. week folly i do feels like we just had a success and we want to keep capitalizing on that and it really hits a lot of the same notes that infinity on mm-hmm, high does mm-hmm. so from like a, a course of their career kind of standpoint yeah. I was looking at it like, I mean, because even the, like the, um, like some of the intervals that he does are like, like the, the, um, he does, he, well, he always really likes just popping up the octave. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but he does that a lot. And I feel like, especially like Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes, I think might even be the same chord structure as Thriller. Like it's really obviously like a sequel to Thriller. And then. Here's the other kind of funny thing about how these three played out for me. Infinity on High and Fully Outdo feels to me like Infinity and High is the first act of a musical. Mm-hmm. And it has some really fun, like, amped up, like, getting you in love with these characters and these, like, themes. And then there's, like, this intermission, and then you get this, like, second half of the musical that has, like, these reprise songs that are, like, amazing and, like, remind you of something from the first one. And then it just, it brings it home, and by the end you're like, yes. Like, that's, so that's, so then sometimes for me... From Under the Cork Tree went up, and then Infinity on High and Foley could switch also. Yeah, I would say sort of the same thing both of you are saying. I want, like, Foley on High. Like, <laughs> to just be one. Like, right, especially switch, they take the best so of the two, together. and then you've definitely got an awesome album. Because, yeah. like, I don't care. I will sing on top of my lungs. America's Sweethearts, I also and And What a Cash Donnie might be my favorite Followed by song ever. Wow. Possibly because of the like the sentimentality of it, and, like the lyrics speak to me, and that it call it calls their other like you know it literally mm-hmm. yes yeah right which I'm in some ways is cheesy but in yeah. other ways it literally it's like quotes all of yeah, their former all singles. their former singles yeah. and so like it just and so it's one of my favorite like well and the I've best... got troubled thoughts and the self esteem to match like that's that's me so here's right the thing there, I'm you know really into you saying right now is because I read some article somewhere about one of the reasons that Patrick really liked this song and asked all of these people to come sing certain lines was the band felt that there were characters that should be saying these lines from these songs for these reasons like in a musical mm. so the fact that like that's one of your favorites yeah. and this is kind of a theme thing that I feel like I just that made me feel very satisfied yeah I just think that 27 is one of the worst songs they've ever put out <laughs> oh, so, oh, uh, oh wow yeah I don't know if I agree and, with that uh, and I don't know why they what Pharrell brings to the table on whams no, that's not, that's really, no. and also that why is Lil Wayne here Right. He's terrible when he does rock and roll and you brought him into like, <laughs> rock first. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is he doing That's, here? And that is why. And, well, I, 
Sorry, you go. That's why I'm saying that's why Foley fell down for me mm-hmm. into number three, um, you know, but could have gone lower at times when I was feeling more nostalgic for Take This to Your Grave, for right. example. Yeah. Right. Um, because it's got some really great hits, but some really serious misses, too. Yeah. And, and I- so as an album, it's not the best. And it also has some songs on it that I, like, really want to like. Like, I'm like, as a Fallout boy, I should enjoy this, and I mm-hmm. just don't. Mm. For example, I Don't Care. See, and I love Which is I not a bad song, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't click with me. Mm. It feels kind of contrived. Yeah. And and it's not, it. I, it's almost never Pete's fault. I will say, I will say that sometimes, I will say that sometimes I'm like, Pete, come on, man. Like, sometimes the lyrics are a little much for me, where I have well, to just, like, roll my eyes, and it really detracts from the enjoyment well, yeah, it's of the like, song. It's like listening to a Smiths album. Like, Morrissey is a it's whiny, like, it's like complaining, having a wh- like, like, self-sabotaging. Having a live journal sung to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's torturous. Yeah. It's really mm-hmm. torturous, but for the most part, if a song doesn't work, it's... It's um, it's Patrick's fault, which is which is like rough to say because he honestly has the harder job of the two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's but mm-hmm. it's it's a lot easier to write poetry over and over again than it is to write like a good solid melody. Yeah, but I also I and so like America's Sweethearts is another one for me where I'm just like. This, this you can't see this my heart is like your heart falling out I know. of my chest every time like, i every time i name a new song you just like chest you you're oh. clutching your chest and like because you're such a lyrics over. person and it take away the song like you just said it's not Pete's fault the lyrics in those songs are like they get you they're still real they're still solid follow up by songs yeah no i think i mean i don't care as a little but um but America's Sweethearts, I think, is great. And, I mean, can we talk about Head First Slide? It's, it is definitely... Head First Slide! That's... Okay, Head First Slide, I have one small complaint about it, and that's that Patrick sounds weird when he's singing that low. Mm. I wish he would have oh, yeah. calmed the fuck down and, yeah. like, done a better take, because I know he can sing that better. Well, and that's the other he's thing about... He's very clenched. But yeah. that's the other thing about this album that I think I really like and moves it up for me, is that I feel like he has a lot of vocal play, Mm-hmm. And a lot of these different songs, like you almost could think that there's another lead singer at times because if he can go really like jazzy, bluesy, he can get really like Elvis Costello, like up nasally. Yeah. He can like do these like swing riffs. Like um, for me, like I don't care is like this amazing, like kind of, it's almost like a rockabilly song. Like it's really like amped up and like excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, if you don't like that, like, of course you're not gonna, you know, so, but I do like the like vocal gymnastics that seems to happen on this one. But yes, if you didn't like how it sounded in America's Sweethearts, then you're not gonna, and if he sings too low, then, ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've said a lot of bad things about this album and I do <laughs> want to at least say that it, it does have a couple incredible songs on it in my estimation the first one being she's my winona it's great it's so oh, fun see, and i'm it, feeling better <laughs> <laughs> and also yes, i think thanks. that um like one of the best things they've ever recorded like probably in my top 10 ish would be 20 dollar nosebleed it's amazing that's mm. i mean um that's when they go really like jazzy almost like big band yes this, yeah. is, this was during panic's attempt at being the Beatles mm-hmm. yeah. and you can really hear some of that some some like magical mystery tour well and that's Sergeant Pepper's kind of shit on this song and I think they pull it off really well they used other set of instruments for this album that they had like never used before like mm-hmm. you don't hear the piano a lot in a lot of the other albums but you hear it in this album like it's yeah. in a lot of the tracks yeah. Um, you know, like, horns came in on, like, Infinity on High. Like, there was nothing... I think piano came in then, too. A little bit, That's but when not, they really not started as playing featured. with, like, full rock instrumentation yes. right. was on Infinity. Right. So the, I think they started playing with some other instruments on Infinity on High, but and then kind of just did what they wanted, and that I think then that led to all the sampling. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. save rock and roll yeah. and an American Beauty, American Psycho, then you just... It's all... It's like one big sample, right? So I right. feel like they went from, like, punk garage... Like rock and roll, 
you know, really bad mosh pits in 2005 to, like, starting to play with other instruments and understand, like, how songs are made up and putting things together, and then they they started sampling. And I think you just kind of see that progression mm-hmm. through the six albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the progression is definitely, like, very obvious. And it you, on each album that precedes, you can hear exactly like how they got to where exactly, they were. Exactly, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all really, really unique, but they're all still definitely fallout away. Right, right. I think pizza's here. <gasps> all right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have to take a short recess. Oh, the pizza we're... man is here, and we will be right back. And we're back. <laughs> all right. So... Uh, before we left, in case for some reason you paused the podcast, uh, we had just been discussing Folly on Two. Are we are we ready to lock it in, or should we discuss the no, other no, two no. first? No, no, I think, like I said, I'm very flexible with these three. I think it's clear that it's hard not to have an emotional, personal attachment to Fall Out Boy albums because they hit um, on our pizza break, and we actually ate pizza. Yeah, not we even really a joke. did. Um, There's no lie. Um, but, yeah. But Nico we were, and I were discussing off mic mm-hmm, about how it, it's it they flow together that it's sort of like this big kind of musical thing where you like one you like the other and then they like disappeared and came back with save rock and roll but it's also like when these things like came in your life so I asked Tara and I said where were you in 2008 like what were you doing right and so in 2008 I had uh, been forced from my mm-hmm. home and made to move town one town over so i had to basically start over oh, rebuilding my friend group right. at a new high school um and so i was not in the mood for fallout boy in 2008 whereas um, like i was just hitting my stride in like school and i had gotten like a kick-ass bartending job and was feeling like really satisfied with myself so and then the reverse for me, Infinity on High hit like a year I got fired, the year like my mom got sick, like, ugh. So I, again, I think there's like this personal thing. So if they're different for everybody, then I think they shift. Like, Brie, where were you? Well, we're not, I don't know if we're ready to talk about From Under the Cork Tree yet, but like, I know where we were. <laughs> yeah. And I like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I, I think you and I would rank that pretty high overall. Yeah. It's, it's funny that reason. you brought that up, though, cause, but but I did realize that probably, like, three or four of my favorite albums of all time all came out in 2007. What? Because you were in a really good place. Because I was in a good place, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you were... 15? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but that's 45. like... 45! I mean, I have a lot of favorite albums that came out in 1998... For a similar reason, because like that's when you're, I think, at 15, like you're really starting to you're forming your you're musical for- taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so even though now I can look back at those, like, uh, I know, like, admittedly, it's probably not a great album from a critical standpoint or whatever. But for me, those albums that came out during that time are always gonna be because they're formative. You mm-hmm. know, like we mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just think that Patrick Stump, in writing the melodies of the songs did not do as good of a job on Folly Adieu as, as he, he had on, on the previous two albums. Yeah. yeah. And so that, and because I am definitely more focused on musical aspects than I am on lyrics for the most part. Like for me, lyrics, lyrics can give a song an edge, mm-hmm. or if they're terrible, obviously they'll ruin a song, but it's never going to be like the reason I go to a song. And that is the exact opposite, and I say it all the time. A lot of my favorite bands are very, like, lyric-oriented bands. Like, you know, like, Modest Mouse is very, like, intricate words and a lot of wordplay and a Mm -hmm. lot of, like, verse-telling. And, like, there's something about a Fall Out Boy song that you can, like, call your ex and, like, fucking scream a Fall Out Boy song at them and feel like really satisfied or you know like <laughs> have you have you done that Nico? I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to say I haven't, but you you could do that. You could if you wanted. And it, <laughs> and it might it might feel it might feel nice. But um <laughs> it is true though that the lyrics for you like we'll both agree take Mama's mouth. Like we'll both agree that a song is great 
And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I love that song. And she'll quote something at me, and I'll be like, what? She's like, it's from that song. I'm like, oh, I've never heard those lyrics before. That's right. not the important part. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or, like, um, Brie misquotes um, a Beyonce I misquote song. everything all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Like, she Wait, didn't, she didn't think, oh, yeah. she didn't think that Beyonce had hot sauce in her bag. Oh, what did she think she had in her bag? Hot sauce in her veins. Which is hot sauce in my veins. Swains. Okay, listen, it doesn't have to rhyme. I think that poetically, having hot sauce in your veins is like, that's a valid thing. And now when I listen to him, I'm like, oh, of course she's not saying it. And I always thought she was saying veins kind of weird, but I didn't get bag out of it at all because that was too literal. Like, that means there's a physical thing in your bag? Like, I don't know. Right, she keeps hot sauce on her. Right, because it's a bat. I, I listened to it before I ever saw it. Is there a cat coming in? Is there, there was in? just a paw. Oh, I thought it was a snake. It was you so thought it was a snake? <laughs> what? I anyway, would not uh, have just like smiled and pointed at a snake uh, slithering I, into the room. To be fair, I had listened to Lemonade three or four times before I actually watched oh, it. If I had the context, it would have recognized, obviously. Okay. <sighs> anyway. Okay, so let's put... Foley at Brie. Is that? Are you really okay with that? I'm okay with that. Because we can we no, can no, talk no. about the other two first for no, a while. No, no, I'm I'm fine with with groupthink here. I'm totally fine. Okay, all right. Fine. I'm open. Ladies I'm and open. gentlemen, then we are locking in 2008. I'm a, just, I'm a true fan. I'm a true fan, so I'm I'm not gonna. So you're not gonna pick your favorite kid. That's not necessarily what this is about. <laughs> you're kind of supposed to pick your favorite kid. <laughs> but I appreciate I your. Think- your yep. willingness to yep. admit when you've lost a yeah. fight. I mean, I campaigned hard, um, gave it my all, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't meant to be. So yeah. can we can we though agree that Infinity is next? <laughs> and this is where I run into trouble because it's not uh, where I would put it, but I think I can agree that it 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 can it, it can deserve to go next. I but I also think that we would you put it number one? As a personal favorite, I think I would. See, just I'm, because again on a, like a song for song basis, like I really love the afterlife of the party. Oh. That is <laughs> such a fucking great it's song. It's a great song. It's that is a great, great song. song. And I also I I never loved this one as much because I I I'll be frank. Infinity on high, the last like um. Four songs? Five oh, songs? No, 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 no. The last, like, four songs, like, I don't know. I don't always make it that far into the album. Okay. And especially, like, but especially, I don't love You're Crashing It, But You're in a Wave. And so I didn't give... I've got all this ringing in my ears and not on my fingers, like, the attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. And going through this week, I was like, oh, I fucking love this song. Yeah. Like, that, the the way that he, like, though I think that was specifically, there was, there were a couple melodic things that he does in that song that I heard in multiple different songs on Folly Adu and made made it feel kind of rehashy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, I don't know, I, and I, I, Bang the Doldrums is, like, a fine yeah. song. Yeah. I it's a meh I You know, me. and again, I don't love Infinity and High, it's, it's lower than you guys think, but... Bang the Doldrums is is exactly right. I think that it falls off after that, and it's it's not great, and so you don't want to listen to the others. But the fame and infamy is actually not bad either. Yeah, it's got some good pieces, mm-hmm. and again, a lot of nice lyric play. Um, but you you kind of give up after it's one of those albums, like I said, that it starts off strong and it fizzles, or it's really a slow to burn. Where it's is... a grower, not a shower. See, for me, I listen to Affinia High top to bottom before I listen to Fully top to bottom. Yeah. I get annoyed when in uh in whams and sometimes even before that when when he goes on that weird like soul or whatever he does at the end there I don't even know what to Oh call yeah, it. that's in whams. Yeah. I think that's actually Pharrell. He's whatever. like singing like a southern It's like, it's like I an don't interlude. need this. And as soon as yeah. I hear that I'm like, "All right, this gets weird now." And then I turn, you know, like like, like you, you with switch to a new album. Like yeah. I've got all this ringing, right? And so that's for me, but I don't do that with Infinity. None of them get to that point for me. And see, for me, again, this is like formative years kind of stuff. We're but like cutting diamonds. When too, I, right, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. But like, Thriller 
is such a fucking great announcement to an album. I love that they got Jay-Z to do yes. like the opening vocals. Yeah. I think that's yeah. so like it's it doesn't it doesn't fit them at, at all and yet it's perfect. Perfect for them. It because, actually does fit them completely, I think. Okay, okay. Because they're always they're all about especially Pete is all about like trying to project this image of like I'm the best. That's and true. That's Jay-Z true. Jay-Z was true. the coolest person to be attached to at that time. And maybe one of the coolest people they've ever been attached to. Sure, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, that was a get. And, and that's... they weren't even in the same room and they recorded it. Shh. That's true. There's... Jay-Z was in Australia. But Just... there's pictures... <laughs> okay, maybe not when they recorded it, but there's pictures they of them all, like, hanging out. Yeah. Yes, yes, they, Doing they... the... What, this thing? No, what was the... The there's some stupid symbol? Yeah. Oh, is that well, what it and is? Also, I don't if, even know. If this is the know. first time you're really gonna collaborate with somebody else, like, really, this is, again, when we said the the uh, guest spots and the sampling kind of started. Well, so if you're going to have like a guest on your fucking album in 2007, it better be Jay-Z or you like shouldn't even show up to the party. <laughs> well, you know who the other guest was here, right? Babyface. What? Mm. Babyface produced two songs on this album and now I want you to guess which two they are because it might not be what you think. Oh, I have no idea. No. I don't really know Babyface except as a name that I'm like, I don't know. Sappy 90s balladry, basically. Sure, okay. Right, basically. Did it do one, Hallelujah? Basically, my no. death knell. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's your worst. You yes, hate I that hate that shit. shit. I hate that shit, too. <laughs> oh, you know, no, if you, if you listen to she our, like, Madonna no. and Janet episodes, like, 1993 is where I put that shit at the bottom. She has no patience era. for that at yeah, all. No. no. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I just, I end up being, visualizing myself in, like, these spandex pants with, like, the stirrups like at a roller rink like listening and then I'm like no that's this the is... 80s though isn't it no that was the 90s oh, okay. yeah. for her her oh. 90s right. <laughs> at a roller rink listening yeah, okay. to babyface yeah okay um all right no okay I'll just tell you just tell me. so it was I'm like a lawyer with the way I'm always trying to get but you that off is a good song that's a fucking terrible song I think it's a good song. I it, you know what I like the song but much like miss missing you mm-hmm. I feel like it could be another band song I I like the verses and hate the chorus. That's what it is for me. Diamond. Me and you. See, and I, that's, and I that's exactly the kind of cheesy-ass pop that just does it for me in the right taste. And with Ugh. Fall Out Boy being that song, that's I, I love that song. And the other one he did was Thanks for the Memories. Shut up. Really? I was like, are you serious? Because great... that, I listened to that song like... It's a fucking great song. Over three hundred times yeah. in high school. If you have yeah. recommendations on what you need to say, text your ex. Go ahead and just like use any lyric out of that song. Yeah, song. for real. Right? Yeah, for, for real. real. For real. For real. No, no. no different no. album. <laughs> he he has been a bad choice in a couple podcasts. <laughs> he shows up and we're like, why is Pharrell here? <laughs> Pharrell, go hide under your hat. <laughs> the hat just coming up. Um, I also would say one of my favorite uh, Fall Out Boy songs is the takeover, the breaks over too, which I think is that's like the opening salve on that album. I think this ain't a scene was a weak choice for a single. It was, but in retrospect, I love it. At the time, <laughs> I was over it, but when I listen to it now, it's one of my favorites. Interesting. All right. Like at the time, I I was also underwhelmed, mm-hmm. but going back to it, it's I I love. And I even love Golden, mm. even if... Mm. I don't know about Golden. I, I love... I You know, and it again, I think this might be it's like a... It's in your range. It's, it's, it is in my range. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's valid. That's but it's valid. also, like, if I... When I'm singing along to it, I go, oh, really, Pete? Yeah. Like, yeah. like pa- I think Patrick did a great job fitting those those lyrics to, like, a gorgeous yeah. ballad piano medley. And I also love how it, like, kind of clicks out at the end and then Thanks for the Memories is just like... It's a great contrast. So I think that's part of why I like it so much. There's monkeys, yeah. there's monkeys in the video. In the... In the music video. Golden video? No, no, no. Oh, Thanks for the, the Memories. Thanks for the Memories yeah. video. Yeah, I recall. It makes yeah. it more fun. Okay, well, I think before we lock anything in, let's talk about From Under the Cork Tree. (laughs) I think we should. Yeah. Because here's where I... I, So I, when I ranked them myself, I ended up with Affinity on Hyatt number one, but I was kind of uneasy about it. But it was because I have problems with From Under the Cork Tree and Folio do as they get later. They Mm -hmm. do some weird stuff. And I felt like From Under the Cork Tree was their breakthrough, 
but should it also be their best? And I had some like dissonance about that. And right. so I want, I felt like I can't be number one. And so then I just sort of ended up with Infinity on High at number one. Mm-hmm. But then going back and talking about it, I'm like, but is that really my favorite album? Right. I don't know. And see, that's the thing is like, from Under the Cork Tree, I like, it has the most songs that have me going back to them. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that I regularly want to listen to and don't go, eh, not right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, even more than Infinity on High does, which is also funny because I have this thing with From Under the Cork Tree where I cannot fucking match the names to the songs. Oh, because oh, they're all just nonsense. Well, right, but I've been listening to them for, like, for ten years now. Yeah. For a solid decade, I've been loving these songs and knowing every word to my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I, it'll come on and I'll be like, the fuck is this called or like no, looking oh, yeah. at the track list right now like, i'm seven. like I, know seven. I don't remember what these sound like yeah, I know. like i don't remember i can never remember what i've got a dark alley sounds like oh. and but as soon as we played it i'd be right. like oh right that one i love that song right, right. in the first note i'd be like oh yeah this one so, yeah 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 so you both already said what your favorite fallout boy songs were taryn you said that yours was my songs know what you did in the dark yeah and it's anthemic and beautiful and just delicious and brie you said yours was mine's what a catch which, right. it, it's one of my favorites. It might be my favorite, but there's also... I fucking love Thanks to the Memories and mm-hmm. um, Dance Dance. Dance Dance is great. similar reason. So, but the yeah. reason I say this is because I've got a dark alley and a bad idea that says you should shut your mouth is my favorite Fall Out Boy song. Yeah? Yeah, and it's the one that's the, the record won't stop skipping. And, and the rest, record yeah, won't stop, stop skipping. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Besides my reputations on the line. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. So that is like hands down. That's the one right, you can, one? You yeah, can yeah, sing yeah. that mm-hmm. like into mm-hmm. a mirror. And I'm very visual here. I'm giving you lots of opportunity for creative growth. You can look into the bathroom <laughs> mirror you, and just sing this. And it's oh, it's amazing. But I agree. I think from another court tree, I hit it a good time. I was in college. Yeah. Um, but I think top to bottom and fully is like this for me, but not like this for you guys. There is I there isn't a song that I would not even just tolerate through like and not skip. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can just literally put it on and like see all know. the way through. I would I I would also say that sophomore slump is one of my Wait, favorite. Which one's that? Uh that is oh fuck. Oh fuck, how does it go? Um Come on, Nico, help me I, out. I know, I can't. With, I, not with words, I can't. I have to do it like... Where's your words. notes? Does it tell you in your notes? Can you tell me my notes? Here, well, I'll just play it. We're sorry, Evan. You should be more diligent. Uh, it's so hard. None of them make any sense. I know. No. Well, except for Sugar, We're Going Down and Dance Dance. Right, because I mean, they were like, it. oh, we're going to release these as singles. Uh, they were also both part of... They wrote like... 20 songs for this album and then scrapped most of them mm. and then wrote like eight more a week before they started recording mm. and those were both part of those like just going oh, down yeah. it's just a matter of time until we're all found out um and I sw- this is I put the city down to show you the light isn't this the vampire video I think so alright but what I like about this one Oh, right, because you're recording. Right. Right. So what I like about Sophomore Slump is that the with the lights, it's, it's again, sort of a similar idea to Take This to Your Grave, which is, like, it feels like Chicago to me. Like, I know exactly what they're referencing. Yeah. I can yeah, be there yeah. with them, and so it hits me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. When they say, I swear I'd burn this city down to show you the lights, I've always pictured Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because that's just, I mean, it's... Obviously, it's where they're from, but it's also before I even knew that's where they were from. Though it's the vibe that the song gives off, like yeah, or and they're this whole album. It feels so Chicago. Yes. this is not a New York album. This is not an LA album. an LA album it, in any sense. No, of the there's word. no California here at all. At all, whatsoever. Yeah, even though I'm pretty sure they, that was the one, the first one they recorded in California, and the, the rest of them were. Yeah, but they didn't in write it there. Yeah, they no, were I, no, still no, no, I'm just, I'm just Chicago boys. Out, like a technicality. Like, well met boys, just I suppose. It's a suburb. It's a beautiful suburb. <laughs> That's what I mean. They were, let's be honest, they were suburb. rich suburban white kids. Yeah. But yeah, you know. no, it definitely evokes that, you know, in the Foo Fighters documentary thing that was on HBO called... Oh that? yeah, it was. It ended up being the same as the album. What was the... No, no, no. What was the... Highways? 
Sonic Highways. That's yeah. Cool. Right? So that, in that thing, um, in, in that documentary series, they were talking about how there was this, like, punk vibe around the time when, like, Pete was, like, young, and he would, like, come to Chicago, and Chicago had, like, a great punk scene, and so I think that comes out a lot in Take This to Your Grave, and then it carries over from Under the Cork Tree, so I think that that's very true. I think it has that, like, Chicago, like, punk, pop-punk vibe. It's great. But more polished than Take This to Your Grave, which is more why pop. we like it that's so much better. Pop-punk. Right, more right. pop. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is what totally gets me. Well, and, it, and I think they... I think the, he only screams once here. <laughs> and also, they they mm. dropped some of the more... XO gets weird. XO gets kind of weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they dropped some of the more uh, jarring drumming tricks that they had done on the first album. Mm. And I don't know if it was just... Again, it wasn't just drumming. It was like the punk tempo changes. But And while they do certainly t- change tempo here, I think they do it more effectively. They do it... It's not just we're changing tempo because that's how this part of the song should go. They do it with purpose. They yeah. do it with the intent to move that song in this direction. Yeah, it's they're not better, just, they're yeah. better artists. Absolutely. And I think that like, that's another theme that kind of carries through. And even though they get really samply, you know, in these more recent albums, I think you can really see them all evolving. And it was sort of what you said, Taryn, like American Beauty, American Psycho does sort of feel like everybody in the band got something they wanted. Right. Which yeah, means that nobody's which, happy. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's all compromise. It also, well, I mean, but they were doing that with Save Rock and Roll, too. Sure. But it, it just got even worse on American Beauty. And, and I think, honestly, I think they kind of fell into the same issue that happened with, like, I know you love Folly Do, mm-hmm. but, oh, I was reading about on the, the tour for, for Folly Do, some of their fans would boo them when they played songs from that album like lit booed them while they were trying to play their set and that's like that's so heartbreaking and like of course you break up and right. take a hiatus yeah because we don't want to hear so, what you have to say now we want you to always stay right and so that's i mean save rock and roll is this like invigorating announcement of like oh we're back motherfuckers and then american beauty kind of sinks into that same yeah like problem of they stop they stop um, innovating, right? And just kind of go. They're trying to this, repeat their success. They're like, "This worked, so let's just do it again." Yeah. Which is the like my my issue with Folia Do is that it feels very much like part two of Infinity on High, even though it does have some great moments, and and in the same sense, I think American Beauty has some pretty fun moments, mm-hmm. just like Save Rock and Roll does, mm-hmm. but it's all just like turned down a little bit. Yeah. Like the good moments don't quite meet the same level. Yeah. And the bad ones are even worse. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think also if we look at albums as an artistic statement, if we're looking at it through that lens, From Under the Cork Tree is certainly their strongest. It's, it feels the most cohesive as an album. Which is so weird to me because it's not technically their first album that came out. It's, it is their big kind of breakout album. Right, because Sugar We're Going Down was the one where everyone heard it. And I would just assume that it was going to be a little more rough, and I think even the the dudes, you know, the the band doesn't feel like that was 100% them, you know? So they feel like they matured a little bit later, I think, in their Yeah, I think that's probably true. I bet if you ask them to name their favorite songs, almost none of them are on Court Tree. No, no. Mm -hmm. They talk a lot about, in interviews and in articles, about how Infinity and Foley were, like, kind of where they were really testing some stuff out and playing with stuff and being artists, and I think they like a lot of those songs. And I think it, yes, it definitely shows on those two albums that they are enjoying themselves a lot more. I mean... Yeah, but getting really annoyed with the fame of it all, right? Right. And that's... Um, which album was it? Oh, it was Save Rock and Roll, um, that they did completely incognito, right? Because we were just talking about how... You know, when that song came out and nobody knew and you were like, holy fuck, this is Fall Out Boy. And you're like, shit your pants wherever you were standing when you heard the song. But they like, um, they like hid and they like wouldn't be in the same place at the same time. They yeah. were like really cautious and, you know, they got caught together at one point, but like nobody put two and two together. Like that never happens either. Like you always, something always Right, leaks. something leaks. Something yeah. leaks. But the fact that that just crept up completely under the radar, that felt like they were doing it together like it was a... Yeah. Like, we got punked by Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, with all that being said, though, 
then can we put from under the cork tree first? Because if not, then we're splitting up the two things that we say are part one and part two of each other, which is infinity and fully. I mean, we can split them uh, up. I mean, yeah, we can. I'm just trying to... But do we think that infinity is our best I mean, album? Because that's where we're at. I that we can put infinity at number one with a person having voted it at number five. That's fair. You know, if we're going with a consensus vote, as far as like the album that we all put fairly mm. high on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't we say that that's Corp Tree? Yeah. Because it was, you know, it definitely depends on the day. Yeah. Whether it's Infinity. Oh, it's it's whether I'm feeling nostalgic for Infinity on High or whether I'm looking for their best songwriting. And I think their best songwriting is on Cork Tree. Like consistently from top to bottom, it has the most songs where I'm like, where it's it's immediately recognizable, it's immediately memorable mm-hmm. as, a, as like as a melody. Yeah. And it has just incredible lyrics from top to bottom. Like I I think also what gives Cork Tree an edge is that the when when Pete goes really emo or really dark or kind of over the top with the lyrics, the music still fits it. Mm. The hard rock music still fits that type of like uh, that type of lyrics writing, whereas it feels over the top and contrived sometimes when they're when it's paired with a much more pop melody or mm. a pop production. Yeah, it's fair. That's valid. So I think we agree. So I'm on board so I think... with Infinity 2 and Cork yeah. All right. Think, All right. I think we're there. Oh, it was tough. It was Ladies tough. and gentlemen, we did it. We did it. Wow. And we are locking it in right now. Wow. To recap, number six, American Beauty, American Psycho. Number five, Take This to Your Grave. Number four, Save Rock and Roll. Number three, Folie Adieu. Number two, Infinity on High. And number one, From Under the Cork Tree. In consensus. In consensus. Yeah. Fallout Boy. That's from it. the beginning to the end. I, we've uh, done it. Now, ladies and gentlemen. And just, and just like a Fallout Boy album, you're really tired after. You're really tired. You're a little you, emotional. You're really excited, but you're also kind of pissed off. <laughs> you kind of want to cry. And ladies Maybe and gentlemen, you already cry. We, you know, this has been really fun. I'm so happy we did this, but don't go anywhere. Because mm-hmm. right after this, mm-hmm. we're going to be recording our Happy Hour Mini-Sode. Happy Hour Mini-Sode. And, uh,. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on SoundCloud, rate us on Google Play and iTunes, and we will see you next time. Bye! No, I totally forgot that part. (laughs) I was just thinking, Super Magic Evan's going to edit this part and put it earlier. Thanks, Evan. (laughs) So, as you know, this is... I can't. I think you just have to do it over. I think you have to start again. Start over. No, no, no. We're not starting over. He's going to laugh so hard at this part. Anyway. (laughs) While Infinity on High... There's the other one. All right. Oh, Oh, man. That was his neck, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you could hear that. (laughs) Any hoozle. Um, (laughs) Breeze, breeze, put in the kibosh on that one. Um, No, any hoozles.